G'day, everybody. After a couple of weeks sojourn, it's welcome back to the Jimmy and Redders NRL podcast. And the star of the show is here, the great man, Lakes United utility these days. He is James Newbend. G'day, Jimmy. Hello, Redders. It's unfortunately more front row forward these days, unfortunately. There's no few uh, few too many uh, halves and, and edge back rows to, uh, to slide out there and hide. So, but yeah, no, I'm going all right. How are you? I'm very well. And for those of you that know Jimmy well, he did start off life as a, as, as a six and a fullback in his early playing days and just a little bit uh, filled out these days and playing up there a prop, but in his day he's played all. Jimmy, have you actually played most of the 13 in men's footy? Have you played most of the 13 positions in your time? Um, not, I haven't played hooker. Uh, it's probably about the only one and I'd lock, not so a little bit of lock, but not bare, but hooker's probably the only one that I haven't, <laughs> haven't played now that I'm, now that I'm on, I'm going through the front row rotations with the, uh, the big fellas who couldn't really hide the size of me and, and, and a younger side, I sort of <laughs> put the hand up there and and jump in there, a bit extra work, but that's all right. And do you feel that in your at your very very best, do you feel you're a natural six one or centre? Uh, probably I played most of juniors. I was playing six, but yeah, the fullbacks where I really enjoyed it, just a little bit more broken field, and you can sort of roam around a bit more. But yep. um, yeah, six or one, probably the two. So, Anywhere in the back line was always good. So that if you try and do all the flashy stuff that the fours do the hard work, but obviously that's flipped on its head now. But yeah, probably probably six or one, not a whole heap between it. But but fullback was yeah, really enjoyed fullback. That photo I've seen of you playing a grand final at number one for Belmont uh, for Lakes United was that at six or was that at one? When I think you're kicking the ball, I think you're right in the middle of the square in the middle of the ground at number one sports ground there. Yep, that was that would have been a lot. I think the last one we lost in uh, 2003, just showing the age there. Uh, that was fullback. I think I played fullback that game. So we had, okay. had Daryl John. We're lucky enough to have um, have some pretty good halves that year. So we sit out the back and not do a whole heap of tackling and just just jump in when we when we had the ball. Very good. On to last week's results, a couple of amazing performances, uh, the last of which was was an amazing performance. There's no question about it. Um, first of all, a bit of a surprise to everybody, not that Brisbane necessarily won, but that they belted the tripe out of South, 32 to 12. Canberra, 14, shut down the Bulldogs, 4. I'm sure Ricky Stewart will be um, minorly pleased, particularly with the defensive performance. Parramatta has breathed life into the top four by showing that they can beat a pretty much full-strength Penrith, 22-20 out there at Penrith. That's an outstanding win by Parramatta. I was in the precinct. I was two kilometres away from Brookvale Oval on Saturday, James, when a huge crowd at Brookvale, over 17,000 people showing that there is a market for Saturday afternoon football if you get it in the right place on a glorious day at Brookie. So Manly, 36, the West Tigers, 22. The Roosters, for mine, surprisingly belted a very disappointing Titans who've wielded the axe this week. The Roosters, 44, the, six, um, the Titans, 16, and the Titans are going downward fast. As are the Knights, the Cowboys have shown themselves to be a very decent football side. 36-16 up there at uh, Queensland Country Back Stadium. I think the only thing the Knights will be pleased with is they actually put on 16 points, but the Cowboys, too good. The Melbourne Storm just keep rolling on. They really have had a a pretty comfortable draw, 42-6 over the Dragons. And in an absolutely remarkable performance, the Sharks were down for for 10 minutes of the game. They had 11 men. And for about 60, 65 minutes, they had 12 men after William Kennedy tried to decapitate Reese Walsh with a old-fashioned coat hanger. I'm sure Jimmy saw some of those in his, in his early days. The Sharks, 29 over the Warriors, 10. The Warriors showed no interest at all in pushing them. The Sharks' performance was outstanding. We'll come back to that in front of a very big Sunday afternoon crowd down there at Endeavour Field. Jimmy, the Broncos are, 
uh, after Kevin Walters' job job was, some would have you believe, on the chopping block, the Broncos have won three in a row. They're, they beat the Rabbits 32-12. That is a very, very fine win over the Rabbits. Yeah, they've done they've done pretty well there that um, Thursday night game. Redders, it was, um, yeah, I, I picked South, obviously, but I didn't think it would be a big, I thought it would be a nice close win to South. But, yeah, the Broncos certainly put the foot down and, South are um I think South are four out of nine now, four four and five, and now Murray goes down. But um the Broncos have been impressive. Um yep. yeah, they, they've just had to give Kevy a bit of time here and there. And um Adam Reynolds is certainly starting to, to take control and it was gonna take him a few weeks, I guess, to learn a few new systems and away from South. So I guess it pleasing for him to be able to first game against South. He missed the game at the start of the year, first game against South and and towels them up at um in Sydney. Big win. The Raiders 14 over the Bulldogs 4 at a rather cool uh, Canberra's Gero Stadium in Canberra. Not much you can say about this one except the Raiders have been very poor of late. Had got a win, that's about all you can say. The Bulldogs will be happy with keeping Canberra to 14 in Canberra. Not much else you can say. Still not sure if everything's all right at the Bulldogs. Um, but anyway, it's a solid win to the Raiders and at least they get two points, Jim, which at this stage of the season must seem very gold to them. Yeah, much needed. Canberra absolutely much needed to um to get the win, and they'd probably you look at that at the start of the year and even this week you would have thought that they had some game they have to win if they're going to turn the corner. The Bulldogs obviously in the in the bottom couple, but um yeah, the dogs struggle to score again. I guess four points, but um Croker, Jared Croker coming back was a was a positive, and then unfortunately he's now out injured again, which is which is the negative. It's great to see him back in, and he's pushing three hundred games. I think he's eight away now, but. We'll see how long he's out for, and if he can get that spot back, he sort of worked so hard to get it, and, and now he's out again for for a few weeks. But yeah, good win. Um, I'll take it and, and move on. In one of the games of the season, Friday night football on Channel Nine, Parramatta twenty-two, Penrith twenty. Um, I suspect that these two might run into one another in September, Jimmy. You cannot say much more. That is a very, very convincing win. Penrith hadn't been beaten for a couple of years at Penrith, and the Eels have beaten them by two points. That is a superb victory, especially given the pressure that Parramatta has been under, um, picking Brown out of position at three and Jake Arthur at six. That's an excellent performance. It's as simple as that. Yeah, Justin Daly, nice and happy there. We didn't hear from him last week with um, the Cowboys telling him up. But, um, yeah, really good win, I guess. Tight game, four tries all, four tries each, sorry. And Nathan Cleary, if that's some, normally Nathan Cleary's goal kicking that gets them over the line in a tight one. This time he only hit two from four and, and they lost by two. But yeah, Parramatta's got a good record against the Penrith and, um, and Melbourne. They've actually got pretty good records against. It's just just these other losses that they, the lapses that they have that sort of cost them. But yeah, they, they certainly show that they're capable of um, of competing with the top couple and, and, and pushing pushing into, into the talk about a grand final and premierships. But it's just a matter of whether they can do it consistently. and But, yeah, they'll take that. Penrith at Penrith, first loss in 23 or 24 games at home, I think, Penrith. So, probably – it makes for an interesting um, interesting game this week against Melbourne for the Panthers. It does. And and the Roosters, who have now got a, a dreadful draw in the next six to eight weeks, get Parramatta this week. It's a massive test for the Roosters' credibility because Parramatta will be cock-a-hoop. Um, on a glorious day on the Northern Beaches, and if anybody that doesn't think that the Northern Beaches aren't a special part of Sydney is kidding themselves. God's uh, country, Redders. God's uh, country. It it's God's was, country. Jimmy, I was at, I was literally, you could almost hear the crowd at Brookie. I was at Curl Curl, and it was a glorious day on, 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 on Saturday. It was just magnificent. 17,000 plus to watch the Seagulls and the Tigers. Ben Trevoy scored a couple of tries, 
and the Eagles did what they had to do. The West Tigers will be somewhat happy that they've showed. The West Tigers in the last month, Jimmy, have been a different side. They would have given up um, before this, but I think with Hastings there and a few others starting play decent footy, they're a below-par side where before they were poor, but Manly did the business, 36-22. At Brookie, good win for Manly. Yeah, definitely. I didn't unfortunately didn't get a chance to catch much of the game. I was I was busy down the Central Coast myself. But yeah, Brookvale, Brookvale, they take the, the, the amenities and not the, the old school toilets, blocks and canines and things like that. Um, take that out. The, the ground's absolutely fantastic. Most suburban grounds are, but Brookvale's an incredible ground to watch footy from. There's no bad seat. And for 17,000 on that hill, that hill gets absolutely chock a box. This the, the noise it makes, it's, it, it sounds like there's 30 or 40,000 there. And Yep. Um, and yeah, the Tigers did it right. The Tigers. The Tigers are certainly having a crack the last few weeks. Um, they're, they're still not going. They're still going to be in that bottom three or four sides. But I guess from from Maguire, Michael Maguire's point of view, it's just good that they're competitive and 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 showing a little bit. Um, they'll win some more games going forward. Agreed. Um, but yeah, that, that said, they'll still be three, bottom three or four. But it'd be good to see them win a few games and he's back to Manly. Ben Trebojevic comes in and as named at centre ends up going to. Going to the back row, I think, when Ola Kalado pulled out and yeah, two tries, two tries in his first run on game. So, um, yeah, really good effort. And all three, you see Jake and Tom and, and Ben all getting interviewed at the end of the game. It's a pretty, pretty special thing for the family as well. They've been, they've grown up in the area and lifelong Manly fans. And and now the three boys are, are playing first grade. And Ben's, Ben's got a, from all reports, he's probably a better player than the other two at the same age. So, which is a bit scary to think how good he could be if he gets half as good as. Tom, um, it'd be it'd be a very solid footballer. I actually think Jake Chavoyevich is extremely underrated, and he I don't think he's ever let New South Wales down either playing at thirteen or in fact sometimes he's played a prop. So I think he's been a very very good footballer. And remember, he sort of took over a mantle left by Giff Stewart to a certain extent, and he's been an outstanding player in Miranda White. The Roosters 44-16. The second half, the Roosters went berserk. Jimmy Tedesco scored a hat-trick. Um, boys back in a bit of form. But, Jimmy, the focus isn't here on the Roosters. This game was in Mackay. What is going on at Rabina? The Gold Coast, after last year's final series, when they should have won one final and seemed to be zooming, have been de- they've been down with the Knights of recent weeks. They've been poor. Something's not right there. Some- if Kevin Proctor is getting dropped... Something is not right. Yeah, it's a bit unfortunate for the for the Titans. I think it's sort of a lot of people are sort of everyone's second team, everyone's sort of the team that people feel sorry for a bit. And they, I don't, I just don't mind seeing them win and play well. But they they were poor and they've been it's been a pretty average season. Like they, I think they probably they threw all the eggs in the, the Sexton and, and Brimson basket with the halves and and let Fogarty go to Canberra. And I think that's they're probably missing a bloke like Fogarty. He sort of organised them a bit more. And Sexton hasn't really. Come on, like they'd expected. I know they've had a couple of injuries here and there. Brimson's had to go back to fullback to cover for, for Campbell, but yeah, it's I don't know what's going on there. Forty-four sixteen against the Roosters, who haven't actually been playing all that well themselves. So no. they may have played them back into form. And then Teddy's another one that's probably been down slightly. Three tries and um, coming into Origin period, which is really good for New South Wales. And Joe Suwali's scored a couple of tries as well. So and, and that's another thing that's good for the Roosters if if Suwali can start to be consistent as well. Your mate, your dear mate, Dave Radley, and in fact, a lot of your Newcastle Knights uh, fans, mates, Jimmy, will be shaking their heads at the moment. The Knights have been terrible. It's as simple as that. They have been woeful. At least they bothered to trouble the scorers this weekend. But the Cowboys, 36 over the night, 16. Cowboys taking all before them. But what is going on at New Lambton? Something's also not right there, I'm telling you. Yeah, seven in a row now. The um, 
it was they two from two on the Newcastle Herald as they do jumped on the bandwagon and, and had good going to the finals, going to the grand final. They lost seven in a row. And yeah, I did you keep hearing the word rebuild? But I was having a joke with someone the other day that they've been rebuilding since 2001 when they last won the comps. It's a 23, one of Gus Gould's 23 year plans, and that's still they're on rock bottom at the moment. And they're, they're realistically, they're going to finish the bottom three or four. They really don't want to get a fourth wooden spoon. But, if there's good enough players on that side to, to start winning games, they're just not putting it together. And the halves is a major issue. They could, last few weeks, he's chopped and changed the halves. I think it's Tex Hoy and Clune this week, um, crossing on the bench. No, still no side of Jake Clifford, who got dropped a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know what's going wrong there. They're, they're a better side than what they're showing. Um, that said, the Cowboys, uh, they've been really good. Third, I think they come a third still. And, Yep. They've probably been the surprise bracket of the year and, and Todd Payton, they stuck strong with Todd Payton after he was probably copping a little bit last year in the media and, and whatever else. And him and Taumalolo seem to have patched things up and then Taumalolo's playing some really good footy the last few weeks as well. And, and they're certainly a top four side of the Cowboys and they've put in the door of finals already, the, the position they've put themselves in. But obviously they'll, they'll aim to, to be that next best outside of um, Penrith and Melbourne. Yeah, and the Cowboys will be hoping they don't have too many out for Origin. Of course, their best players are Tongan, so he will, won't be playing state of Origin. Jimmy, I suppose the biggest story out of Melbourne's 42-6 obliteration of the Dragons is the quite serious hamstring injury and leg injury to Ryan Pappenhausen. Um, I had heard that it was a minor um, hamstring strain. He's actually out for six weeks and has contacted Brad Fittler. He's gone for Origin 1, which I'm not sure he would have been picked anyway. I think you and I both agree that Whiten's a real chance at 14. Um, I'll tell you what, Hines must be a chance. But Melbourne when they get a roll on, they're just ridiculous. They are so good a football side, but I do reckon that they have had a pretty comfortable draw. Oh, they have, but you've still got to score the points, right? It's like it, it, it's the other teams they're playing, while they're towards the bottom, they're um, they're still first-grade footballers and 70, 50 and 42 in the last three weeks. I think I've read a stat. They've actually scored more points than North Melbourne in the AFL the last three weeks, so which is incredible for a league side outscore an AFL side over a three-week period. But um, their Pappenhausen's been dominant and, PCL on one leg and hamstring on the other, so he's that's. I think the rehab would be a little bit tricky, I'd imagine. If you're trying to rehab one, you're favouring the other one, and if the other one's injured as well, I don't know how you go about trying to do that. But um, yeah, when they put the foot down, Hughes, Munster, um, Harry Grant, it's just a freakish. There's the spine, yeah, Pappy to that spine. Nick Meany must be counting his blessings coming from the Bulldogs, where he's got a couple of wooden spoons and and potentially another one to, to Melbourne, where he's almost leading try scoring. Like he's up there in the comp. I think he's at third or fourth in the tries for the comp. He's just taken over the fullback spot from Pappy and then um, he'll be kicking goals. So he's gone from a bit part player on an average side to a pretty important player in the best side or the, the equal best side in the comp. So um, yeah, the Dragons, the Dragons are going to give performance. Like the Dragons have improved, but they're still going to give efforts like that against sides like Melbourne and Penrith and those sides. But yeah, for me, the Storm are just, it's an interesting, again, makes for an interesting game this week, Saturday night, 7.30. Um, Penrith and Melbourne up in Brisbane. Wow. Um, and speaking of the the storm beating other codes, one of your funniest, you make some funny Facebook posts, but the one where you mentioned that the Jets scored more goals than the Knights did points recently was yes. hysterically funny, my friend. It's good to see yeah. the Jets getting pogoed. Uh, I, as you know, I've got very little time for the Newcastle Jets. So <laughs> I was always, I was very impressed to see that. I thought it was extremely funny. Now, I watched quite a bit of this game. I watched the coat hang up. I missed watching Ramian trying to decapitate um, <laughs> one of the Warriors players, but 29-10 with t- uh, 
12 men and for a part of the game, 11 men. Firstly, the Warriors clearly didn't show up. And secondly, the Sharks will get an enormous amount of pride for what was a gutsy and outstanding win, 29-10. Yeah, that was, that was that was a really good effort. I'm not sure. You can't really argue. I would have thought if you're going to send one off and Sinbin one, I probably would have went the other way around. Sinbin for the Kodanger and I thought Ramian's shoulder was probably worse. It was pretty direct contact to the head and he tucked his arm in for the shoulder, but um, you should pretty- say that because I watched um, highlights today of last night of Monday night's Channel Nine show with Gus and Gallon, and Gallon said the exact same thing. Oh, he said when he first saw it, he thought the coat hanger was off and Ramian was Sinbin, but when he watched them in context, he said it's the other way around. the The coat hanger was mild, and the Ramian shoulder charge was actually quite brutal. I might have to change my opinion if I've agreed with something Cole Gallon said. I obviously didn't see that. I don't that I generally don't watch Gus and, and Gal, but yeah. Um, I, I, look, I think if there hadn't already been a send off, the referee I'm sure would have considered like, whether it's in the back of his head that he didn't want to leave him with 11 players for the rest of the game. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, certainly. Um, but pretty gutsy. Nico Hines just defended at fullback, obviously, with Kennedy off, and then just was in absolutely everything with the ball. and you compare that to Sean Johnson and, and whoever the, I don't know sure who the 5 8 was at the moment for the Warriors, but they're just directionless and they scored a try straight off the first set when they had when they had the send off. And from there, they just went horrible. They just, yeah, did, didn't want to be there. And it, they didn't give up like they did against Melbourne when they put the 70 on the other week, but they're in a, a world of hurt. <laughs> the Warriors, they'd be keen as hell to get, um, to get back out of New Zealand and play some games over there because I think. Whether it's just because they've been over here for so long and haven't been home to see family, it's, it's their performance has been horrible. As you know, before Gus was involved, got went to Canterbury, he was helping out Nathan Brown in New Zealand. He actually made some really interesting points in the coverage on Sunday. He said some of these Warriors players have never been to New Zealand uh, as a home team. They've never been. They've never played there because they've been over here for so long. And he said there's a lot of talk at the moment about having a second team on the North Island playing out of Wellington. And he said they've got to be kidding. They've got to get the Warriors right first. Yeah. I thought they were. I thought they were reasonable points. I, I, I still think there should be a side in the Central Coast, but I'm not sure if the corporate supports there. And um, it seems as though Perth is dead as a as an NRL side. So, um, I still think Central Coast Stadium should have a side, but maybe I'm a bit biased because I live here. But this is an absolute rugby league heartlander in here. Yeah, anyway. I just don't know that you get support at Central Coast. They get the games that are there. What do you get, four or five games, and they, they pack it out. But whether there's enough support for a game every second weekend and 11 or 12 games and whether that would extend to that, I don't know. But... I, I do because um, I don't think the Mariners over many, many years have had decent crowds, and that's fair. Um, you have to go back to this uh, halcyon days when there were reasonable crowds every week. They average, average less than the Jets, I think, this year. They finished fourth or fifth, and they've actually averaged less crowd than, than and, the Jets. Who that's, that's God's honest truth. At least someone's being honest with their accounting for crowds. And the Mariners are actually a pretty decent side this year. They're they are, quite yeah. And that they can score from anywhere. Um, a bit like your mob in the in the EPL on the European Champions League, but I'm not going to start on that because you won't shut up. On to round 10, of course. Um, we're on to a magic round. All of these games, ladies and gentlemen, are at Lang Park in Brisbane. No Thursday night footy, which is nice to have a break from that. So, early game Friday night, the Bulldogs and the Knights, 15 v 16. Wow, goodness me. Then the late, the later game is Manly and the Brisbane Broncos. That's going to be a cracking game. Big test for both teams. Saturday afternoon, the Warriors and the Rabbits. Saturday twilight, the Titans and the Dragon, Dragons. Saturday night, one of the games of the season, Melbourne and Penrith, 1v2. What a game that'll be. 7.45 on Channel 9. 
cannot wait for that. I'll, I will try and get back to watch that. The Sharks and the Raiders is the early game on Sunday. There's a triple header on Sunday, remember. Then the big game on Sunday is the Roosters and the Eels. That's at 405 Channel 9. And to finish off, it's the West Tigers and the North Queensland Cowboys. Jimmy, let's go back to the start. Who do you pick, Canterbury and Newcastle? Just before you get to that, I'm I'm worried about those Sunday games. It'll be 200 mil of rain in Brisbane this weekend, or from now until the end of the weekend. Whoever's playing on the Sunday will be, uh, be nice and boggy, I reckon, that ground. I think I'm very happy that Manly playing on the Friday night to um, to eliminate a bit of that. But um, A lot of rain in Queensland, and as, as you would know, Jimmy, that ground sits very close to the river, and it yep. can get Lang Park and be flooded. And we've seen um, instances of the lat and that even this year. So, yeah, let's just hope that the ground holds up. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, as I get to the bye versus the bye, the first game of the, the Magic Round, um, yeah, Bulldogs <laughs> and the Knights, I'd, the bye might get a win against the bye. Um, yeah, the Dogs. Um, I've actually gone with the Dogs um, in Me this too. game. Um, yeah, Adam Clune comes, as I said, Adam Clune comes back into the halves of the Knights and the, the merry-go-round there is the, the halves there. Um, and they said Frizzell's out, Gay Guy's out. Um, Heimel Hunt, I think, is out as well. Was he bay? He might be back. Uh, and he's out as well. So it's, yeah, it's, I guess, for both supporters, it's a, it's a realistic chance they can get themselves back into form for the for the sets of supporters. For the neutral supporter, I'm not so sure. I think if you're travelling up to Magic Round, you're pushing time to make it. You'd probably just you'd be happy just to get there, go to the Caxton, go to the Caxton Street Hotel for the game, and and head up there, walk down for the uh, for the Broncos Manly game. But um, yeah, good luck to both sides. I, I'll pick the Bulldogs, but. Um, it wouldn't surprise me to see the Knights Knights get a win back on the board. Manly and Brisbane is a huge test for both. I can't believe that Brisbane are $2.19 on Sportsbet and Manly's $1.68. I reckon it's about $1.90 each personally. Um, this is a could be a fascinating game of football. Uh, this is, for me, the most intriguing game of the weekend because both sides have been a bit up and down at 7v8. It is an important game. Manly in a bit of form. Brisbane in excellent form. Um, I'm going to go against my better judgment. I'm actually going to go and pick Manly. I think, man, I've picked them a few times this year. They've let me down. But there are a few things I've been seeing in the last few weeks that gave me to believe that they're going okay. And I'm going to pick Manly 1-12. to 12. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the game, actually. Right? It's, um, I went up to Magic. Uh, I didn't go to Magic. I went up to Manly and, and the Broncos a couple of years ago. It's beautiful up there. And, and Manly got the win. And the, the record, they won there pretty comfortably last year, albeit the Broncos were, were pretty poor. But... Uh, Ola Kaladu is back in. He was a late out last week. Um, he'll be really handy to get back in. Josh Schuster, he was only back for a week and he's been, he was, he was a late withdrawal last week and he's out again. And um, yeah, Payne Haas comes back for the Broncos. So does Cape. Well, I'm hoping that they'll be laid out just to, just to help. Pass is probably, if he's not the best front row of the game, he's, he's certainly the second best with Papa Lee, probably in that, in that bracket. But yeah, it's a fantastic. So Ben Trevojevic, Done enough to keep his spot there again, and um, I think he'll, I don't know whether he'd be playing on um, on Stags or Farmworth, but nice little battle there. Um, mm-hmm. Tom's second game back from a, from a spell, so I think he'll be better for the game. I say, I think for more reports, he did pretty well. I didn't get to catch the game, but for more reports, he ran the ball pretty well. I had some good meters and whatnot, and the one game of match fitness would do him good. But um, yeah, Cherry Evans and Reynolds, two of the best kickers, two of the best infield kickers in the game as well. So um, that's a that's a it's un, for the last few years, I wouldn't have thought I'd say that Manly and Brisbane would be a nice toss of the coin game, tight game, and and, and Manly would only just get a win. But Broncos have certainly shown a fair bit the last few weeks. And um, I'm, I'm obviously I'll pick Manly, but yeah, I look forward to the game. Um, really looking forward to the game. 
not full strength, mainly not quite, but they're not far off it. And I think Brisbane, I think it's only they're both sides are reasonably reasonably full of what you what you expect to be their best side. So um, yeah, for the if you can stay awake after the Knights Bulldogs game, then it'll um, certainly be a be a good game for you to watch. And you'll have the pleasure of watching because you've got no football commutes, which will be lovely for you. It'll be great. Saturday afternoon game. Um, I'm beginning to become a fan of Saturday afternoon. The time slotted, as I said, it worked beautifully while it fell on Saturday. The Warriors and the Rabbits, both sides were poor last week. Um, after watching how disjointed and dispirited the Warriors were, and they, they'd gone into last week having a reasonable record. They put in some decent performances. They're back home in Brisbane or their second home. Um, I'm sorry, I can't pick them. I've got to go. Uh, I've got to go with the Lely Rabbits. Uh, I think the Rabbits will win one or twelve. Yeah, I, I, there's no way in the world you can pick the Warriors at the moment in their current final. I know South are struggling a little bit, but and then they've lost the big thing for South. They've, they've obviously had Latrell out, and they'd lost Gagai, they'd lost Reynolds, and now Cameron Murray's out. Um, Cameron Murray's a huge loss for them, I think. Yep, a massive loss with his his un- unbelievable ball play lock. Um, fast play the ball. Um, this Cook and Cook and Reynolds will certainly have to step up there, but there's no way knowing you pick the Warriors on their form. Toe Harris is back from his ACL, um, which is a huge thing. Um, Cook and Walker, do you mean rather than Cook and Reynolds? Cook and Walker, sorry, yep, Reynolds would be the one gone. My bad. Um, yeah, Toe Harris um, back from his ACL um, for the Warriors. I guess if anything that can be a positive for the Warriors, it's the fact that he comes back because he's a really really good footballer. And, Going to be short of a gallop. Obviously, been out for so long, and, and with the recovery. But um, yeah, Jai Arrow is probably the he goes into lock for Murray. So he's that's that's a that's a massive hole to fill. Murray's or well, their captain and, and one of their best. And Cody Walker goes to captain, which is an interesting one. So we'll see how that how that pans out. Hopefully, it pulls his head in a little bit. It just gets a bit niggly, a bit easy these days, and that's probably a bit of frustration. But um, I'm going to go south. I think. I, I, if the Warriors get behind a little bit in the second half, they're known to put the flag up. So it's it's every chance if South an opportunity. If they can get in front and get the foot down, they can they can potentially run away. But um, I won't say it'll be flogging, but I think they'll win reasonably well. And a cracking uh, well, the, the cracking games at seven forty five. I cannot pick the Titans in the form that they're in. They have been woeful. At some stage, they have to wake up from their hibernation. The Dragons are playing plucky enough football, and they try hard. Uh, when Ben Hunt's at his best, he's actually a pretty decent footballer. I'm going to pick the Dragons here over the Titans. As I said, the Gold Coast have been terrible. Yeah, I think it's about a dollar ninety-five each. And yeah, I've, I've picked the Dragons. There's no, it's obviously neutral ground, although it's in Queensland for the Titans. But um, yeah, Jaden Campbell comes back. I guess that may help. Um, that may help for the for the Titans. But um, Dragons unchanged. I think. Um, yeah, that's that's again, it's a toss of the coin game, but um, I think the Dragons will get a, get away with it. Um, yeah, I'm not sure the, the game itself probably is another one of those ones where you just sort of tread water, watch the game because it's on, and, and wait for the for the Parramatta uh, for the for the Penrith Melbourne game at seven thirty. It's it's a game of footy that's on, but that's about it. Um, I think from I think it was fifteen years to. 15 years since the Titans played their first game and it was actually at Suncorp against the Dragons. So I don't know if that was the reasoning for the scheduling those two sides to play up there, but yeah, the 15 year anniversary for the Titans being in the comp. Yeah, interesting times. And then look, this could be a cracking game of football. It really, well, it should be. The Melbourne Storm against Penrith, 1v2 at 7.45 on Saturday night. And it's could be one of the games of the season. No, no origin injuries, no origin backups. Everybody's, although Cleary has been on the, in the dinner suit this week at practice with a sore knee. 
Um, of course, no Pappenhausen, no Rymer Smith, but oh, wow, what a game this could be. Who do you pick? Who do you pick? Um, Melbourne haven't had much tough football of late. Penrith have. Um, no Pappenhausen hurts. Looking at the sides, they're so even. I actually think that Penrith's got a better back line. Um, and I'm actually going to go with Penrith just here. Yeah, I've, I've gone the toss of the coin the other way. I've gone the Storm just, just, just for the sheer weight of points. I know Pappenhausen's out, but the sheer weight of points have been scoring. I was at 70, 50, and 42 the last three weeks, which is incredible. Uh, one thing in Penrith's favour, I think the loss is probably a loss that they, at some point, yes. will probably do them good. Just to, Obviously, the young blokes from Penrith, they've got, they've got a bit of the ego and all that. They've earned, and they've earned that over the last couple of years, but I think maybe a bit of a reality check last week that, that they're not totally unbeatable and... Um, so that'll kick out yes. promoters dream I, I don't think they the promoters I know they realise that those two are probably the top two sides but for them to go in eight and one I think both go in at eight and one and and for the top spot coming into origin Brian Toto come back last week was another positive for Penrith um, being out for I'm not sure how many weeks but come back and, and run the ball for 200 plus metres straight away um, Dylan Edwards I think is probably the most underrated one of the most underrated players in the competition um, at fullback for Penrith and and yeah, Nathan Cleary was probably pretty ordinary. Like, well, yeah, he probably was a bit ordinary last week. Um, he'll be keen, to obviously, to make amends there. And like, Luai and Cleary versus Munster and Jerome Hughes. It's um, oh. that's fantastic. That, that halves battle. And and again, yeah, you look at the front rowers of the Bromwich and Asafa Solomona against Fisher Harris and Leota and Kikau against Kafusi. Um, it's, it's it's just stars all over the park. But yeah, they'll, they'll miss Pappenhausen, but Nick Rainey's a pretty good replacement. Whoever. Bellamy's certainly got a knack of, of whoever he replaces superstars with. These other guys just do their job. They know exactly what they've got to do. And I'll go Melbourne. Um, yeah, I think Melbourne four to six points. It won't be, won't be, but obviously won't be blowout. I think for the amount of points in both those sides, I think both coaches will be pretty harping a lot on on keeping the other team as low as possible and, and getting their defensive stuff right. Um, so they know the points. Yeah, I don't up. think. I don't think if Melbourne score more than twenty four, they'll win comfortably. Uh, Penrith will be after a complete defensive performance, which they produced, of course, in the finals last year. But it is a long way. That seems so long ago. There are three games on Sunday. The first game, the Sharks and the Raiders, 4v12. Now, no Ramian, no Kennedy for Cronulla. They don't lose too much looking at this side. It's still pretty strong. Um, I've got to pick the Sharks here. I think they'll win and win comfortably. The Raiders have been poor. They had a win last week. The Sharks were unbelievable last week with 12 men. And I've got to pick them again. Yeah, sharks for me. Um, Nico Hines is just a freak, um, and and as we mentioned, it's, it's potentially the the um, the battle for the fourteen for New South Wales. It's yes. down to. It's, I don't see anyone get within hundred meters of Nico Hines or Jack White for that for that spot. There's only a spot for one of them, and I think Pappy probably would have pinched that spot if if he was fit, but he's obviously not. So, um, I'd actually White will probably uh, as the incumbent and played in the, in the winning series last year. He's probably got his nose ahead, but Nico Hines's form is just freakish. So. Hines can play multiple positions as well. He did that at Melbourne. He played played 14 for Melbourne um, last year. Obviously, halfback plays mainly in the halves and fullback, but you could throw him on the wing. You could throw him anywhere and and he'd cover it. You could probably throw him at lock and, and just, just roam around the middle of the field if you need to as well. So um, the game itself, this one, yeah, the Sharks, I think the Sharks win win pretty easy. Canberra's, Canberra just, aren't, just don't seem quite up to it this year. I don't know. It's, uh, Adam Elliott at Hooker with Starling on the bench is still an interesting one. Um, he's persisted with that. And obviously, Croker goes out, but um, and yeah, no, Jack Whiten still. No, well, yeah, Whiten's out. Sorry, yes, that's not the battle for the. For the I forgot he's out suspended. Um, yes, it's not the battle for the fourteen spot. But yeah, 
Um, yeah, Frawley and Schneider, very inexperienced halves there. Um, for Matt Moylan, Matt Moylan probably more experienced than most in there. He, he's had a reasonable year, Matt Moylan, this year. Now he's on the park. And I think yeah, Blake Braley at hooker, I think he's been fantastic for the Sharks as well. The afternoon game's a cracker and it's a massive test for my Roosters. It really is against a very, very competent and capable Parramatta side. This is the four o'clock game. Um, Collins and Verrill's out for the Roosters. Um, and a whole stack of ins on both sides, given that it's a they've got time till their game on Sunday, and we're only you know we're recording this on a Wednesday night. This has got a lot of fantastic matchups. It really has. Um, Suwali playing on the wing. I, I, I think that's where I think he'll end up in the centres eventually. Uh, but look, that the packs are fantastic. Goodness me, there's some talent in those packs. Brown, Radley, Tupanua, Papali'i, Crichton, Lane, Polo, Takiaho, Watson, Marnie. And Campbell Gillard and Warrior Hargraves, the two hyphens there. Just that pack battle alone. Obviously, I'm picking the, the the Roosters just, but this could be a cracking game of football, Jimmy. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've gone with Parramatta just off the top, but yeah, Brown versus Radley at log. It's um, battle of the hotheads. Oh, not hot. I wouldn't say Rick Radley's a hothead. It is. He just probably pushes the boundaries with with where he aims when he tackles. But Brown's obviously a hothead. But yeah, just, Brown, Brown's four. mad as a cut snake. Jim. Yeah, he is. He, is. he is. He he would he would have. He would go run a muck at Argyle on a Saturday night, I'm telling you. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, uh, look, the halves, Brown and Moses, have been fantastic this year. Um, Walker and Kiri probably have been been off a fair bit of the year. As this talk, Kiri had a bit of a disagreement with Robinson, I think, through the week as well. I don't know how true that is, whether it's just the the Daily Telegraph journals throwing darts and hoping something hits. But, um, yeah, he sees, but he certainly, Walker and Kiri have been down a little bit on, on what they can do. But maybe the last week's effort against the Titans has really turned the corner. I said Teddy scored his three tries, so I scored a couple. Manu's just been freakish. He's, he's a fantastic player, probably the best centre of the game. Um, um, yeah, it's a, it's a cracking game, four o'clock Sunday. It's, um, I think Parramatta win, but I don't think it's by much. Um, I, I think it's yeah, it's a real good way to um, to start winding down Magic Round. Again, how, how the state of the field is going to be could be interesting whether those two forward packs are, are pretty evenly matched. If anything, Parramatta probably... Shades it, I guess, with Marnie probably a bit better than, than Connor Watson, but um, the rest of the four back probably probably marry up pretty well with each other. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Parramatta, but not by a whole heap, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a cracking game. And the final game, which Jimmy's tipping to be the monsoon bowlers, the West Tigers against the Cowboys. The Tigers have been competitive in the last few weeks. This is a tough arson, though. This is a very, very good Cowboys side playing in excellent form. And I'm sorry, but I've got to pick the Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys there. Um, their name that stands out just off the top of the list there with the Cowboys. Scott Drinkwater has been really good since he's been yep. back at fullback. And, and Hamasai is, is still on the bench. They can't get his spot back. It's four, it's four wins in a row the Cowboys have had as well and then sit comfortably in third. They're, they're comfortably, I think, the third best side in the comp at the moment. So, um, But given it's only round eight or nine, it, they'll be hoping to continue for the year. But um, as the Tigers have improved, certainly improved, but... Yeah, it's a, it's a step up. The Cowboys, it's a home game against the Cowboys in Queensland um, up at Suncorp. And yeah, the, the, I really hope the rain doesn't come like it's meant to because it could be a pretty average game of footy to watch. I think both those sides slogging it out. Uh, Cowboys have had a few wet games actually at the start of the year, but but I think the ground won't, won't just be wet. It'll be, it'll be pretty boggy and muddy as well. So the groundsmen will certainly have their work cut out overnight um, after each game, after Friday night and after Saturday night's games to, to get that surface as best they can. But yeah, the cow. I think the Cowboys win. Win twelve plus thirteen plus. Yeah. Right, Lakes United. Where are Lakes United on Saturday and Thursdays? 
Uh, the Thursdays got a home game. We've got, well, it's playing against Raymond Terrace at home this week. Us, we've got at two o'clock, and the girls, actually, the, the first ever women's tackle side played their first game on the weekend and had a win as well. So it's yeah, the club, pretty rich, 75 year history of the club. They've put the put the women's side in. Yeah, they had a good win. They played before us last week and, and they had a good win, um, which as did we. We, we, had a, we had a pretty strong 32 4 win and to go with the draw from the week before. So. Um, they play Raymond Terrace this week. It seems the Rose results are going. Both sides are, um, are both unbeaten, so it should be a should be a cracking game. Jaden Potts actually scored the first try last weekend, so um, I think Sportsbet would have give him eighty one dollars. I think for him to score score the first try, about ten dollars anytime. So he's, he's off the mark already in, in game two. So he's, um, he was pretty chuffed about that. And you'll be chasing him during the season because you don't want to finish behind him, do you, James? Yeah. Well, no, I don't. And, now that I'm playing in the middle, I probably my game time might be reduced a little bit. It's a little bit, a little bit harder work in the middle, so I'll, he'll be playing bigger, a lot bigger minutes than me. But hopefully, I can speak over the line once or twice um, and see how we go there. Do you have a multi for us, mate? No, I haven't had a look. Red as yet. I probably should have done it on night shift in all, all my spare time, but um, yeah, I haven't actually had a look. Um, so Red has got one for everybody. It's Boyevich boys both to score. Jake and uh, not Jake, sorry, Tom and Tom and Ben both to score a try. I don't know what that'll pay, but we'll go with both of those guys. And Redders will go these wins, everybody. The Cowboys 13 plus, the Sharks 13 plus, and the Rabbits 13 plus. So it's the Rabbits into the Sharks into the Cowboys, all 13 plus. That's my three legged multi. Now, the Byron Report, how's the big unit? It's all right. He's just had a big feed. He's a bit wet again outside. He's had a couple of days outside, but now it's raining. So he's uh, had a big feed. He's laying in the lounge watching watching Fox Sports, actually, though, whatever was sat on. So he's, um, yeah, he's doing all right. Jimmy, it's been great to catch up with you, mate, after a couple uh, mate, after a couple of weeks break. Look forward to speaking to you next week. I really do. Hope all's well up there. Good luck on Saturday. Thank you so much for your time. Well, thanks, Redders. I'll talk soon. Right. On behalf of Jimmy Newburn, this is David Redden. It's been great to be back with the great man. Jimmy Newburn, we look forward to speaking to you next week. But until then, from Jimmy and Redders, bye-bye for now.